Welcome back to the Living Healthy Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Matt Harrison. He's considered an elite athlete, and he's here to give us a glimpse into what it takes to train at the highest level. Now, the kicker is he didn't start training like this until just about a year ago, but he's found plenty of success since then, including scaling several mountains and winning multiple Spartan races. So let's get to it and welcome Matt to the show. How you doing, Matt? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right, so first question, what does the term elite athlete even mean? What does that mean? I think what comes to mind first for most people, an elite athlete is somebody with elite athletic accomplishments. It's measured in trophies, um, medals, and, and awards. But I've learned that the definition extends much further beyond that. Uh, to me, an elite athlete is somebody who's willing to find their limit consistently, who's willing to get uncomfortable uh, for the sake of growth. Have you always been you know, an athlete or really into the fitness world? Or is this something that really just started about a year ago? I've always been an athlete and always worked out, been somewhat in shape and, and, and been into fitness. But I've never been so focused and determined to accomplish a goal in the fitness arena to, um, to the extent that I am now. Right. So what, do you, what would you say is the foundation that someone needs in order to really go after being an elite athlete? Do they need to already have a background in fitness? Do they already need to be like relatively active and then it's just about focusing it? Or kind of what foundation do you need? I don't think you need to be active in fitness to, to become an elite athlete. I think the first step is to be specific with what you want to accomplish. Uh, too often, we are very broad with our goals and we want to be good at many things when we need to focus our, 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 our energy and time to be great at something. So for me, the first step was instead of just going to the gym and going through a routine workout, it was getting specific and saying, what am I trying to accomplish with my fitness? Once you have a, a, a laser focus on your goal, you can then break that down and set mini goals for yourself, something that you can accomplish every day so that you can actually track the growth and see yourself getting closer and closer to that bigger goal that you've set. Did you kind of just realize this on your own or did you start working with a trainer that helped you change your mindset? I realized on my own that I needed a trainer and a trainer definitely enhanced this perspective. Um, when I first decided that I wanted to be an elite Spartan racer, I looked at some of who, who, who were the elite Spartan racers. How do they train? How do they act? How do they eat? Do they have a coach? Uh, once I identified what my goals were, then I was able to go out and, 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 and be before I become. So what I mean by that is I wanted to act like the guys that were winning the Spartan races before I actually became one. So that led me to going to find a coach and somebody who had the knowledge and the ability to help me and, and push me to, to my final goal of being the best Spartan racer in the world. What was the spark that kind of made you take your training to the next level or made you have this mindset change? Was there something in your personal life or what, what happened that sparked this change? Yeah, you know, uh, Late 2017, I, I started a divorce with my wife, and it led to a lot of introspective thinking and personal assessment, and I found that I wasn't pushing myself at any realm of my life, not professionally, not in fitness. I, my, my main priority was being comfortable, and so that wasn't getting anything done for me. So the spark was I, I, I wanted to pursue something with 100% effort like I'd never done before and accomplish something great. So I checked in with my gut 
to find my passion. And, and for me, I've realized that it's not going to be behind a computer and it's not behind a desk. And for the first time in my life at that point, I was okay with that. I felt pressure, I think, just from society and, and growing up in, a, in an atmosphere where, where books are so important that that was my future. But I like to be active. Fitness is a passion of mine. So at 34 years old, I, I went back to that childish dream of wanting to be a professional athlete. And, and I didn't fight my gut. I, I wanted to pursue it because that's what I wanted to devote myself to. So that was the spark that really pushed me towards focusing my time and energy on, on being a better athlete. That's actually kind of amazing. I mean, I like that you you took such a negative situation and turned it into something positive for you. And I, I'm curious too, I mean, how do you find the time to train and you know pursue your dream and also balance a work life? Right, we all have to do something to in order to do what we want to do, right? So I do have a job during the day. Um, one thing that I've, I've learned in my personal assessments is we all have a reason or excuse not to accomplish something that we are trying to accomplish. And with my new perspective and approach, I no longer wanted to take the perspective of trying. So I agreed with myself that I was going to do what it took for as long as it took to be successful. So, you know, having a job is not an excuse not to train. There's time in the morning before work and there's time after work to train. So that's how I fit it in. And, and I don't allow myself to make excuses. I work out when I'm tired. I work out when I'm sore. Um, the, the, uh, He's working out right now, people. <laughs> I just want you all to know. <laughs> He's lifting as he's talking. <laughs> how, um, okay, so let's talk about you came up with these three personal commitments, right? Right. So what are those three? I want to be honest with my personal assessments. I like to hold myself accountable. And I want to surround myself with a positive fitness community. Okay, where, where did you come up with these three? So going back to what I said originally with identifying people that are already successful in the area I'm trying to be successful, I looked at how they act and, 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 and how, how they pursue their goals. And I noticed that these are, are accountability traits of all champions, whether you're looking at LeBron James in basketball, Muhammad Ali as a boxer. These are people that will tell you they work harder than you, but they also will work harder than you. Um, it's a mindset that you have to adopt that you're not trying to recreate on your own. There are champions, there are role models. And I think that's the first thing you have to identify and try to mimic that mindset so you can be that person before you become the person you're trying to be. Um, I know you're also working on a member spotlight story with us for the blog. And in your, I guess, testimonial that you had sent over, you said that you have found yourself living more in the moment now than you ever have in your life before. So how's that mindset you know, changed your life? So I've noticed now that when I started training, my goal, my, my ultimate goal of becoming the best Spartan racer in the world was consuming my thoughts day and night, which is, which is great because in order to be successful, that's the type of focus that you need to have. But at first I noticed while I was training, I wasn't having as much fun during the training and that's not going to be sustainable. So my coach, he would start to, to, stop us from from our workouts and we would literally we'd be running 12 miles and he'd stop us at mile six and he'd see your pretty red flower and we'd go smell it 
and, and we <laughs> talked for a minute. I'm serious. These are the kind of things where I had breakthrough huh. moments where originally I'd be frustrated with him. Like, hey, I need to get this running. We're here to, to accomplish something, and I have an mm. ultimate goal. But right. after the run, I really appreciated it, and it reminded me that I wasn't looking around enough, that there were beautiful things happening around me, that I was with my friend. We were doing something we enjoyed. And the fact that he stopped me from the workout to think about that for a second really opened my mind to how amazing this journey to my my goal of being the best Spartan racer in the world is going to be for me hmm. in my personal growth along the way. Huh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, sometimes you get so laser focused on something that you really don't appreciate the process that you're going through for it or what, or what you can notice around you. Right. Um, so are there... Are there casualties along the way with having to be so focused to be to get to this elite level? Like, you know, you if you're thinking about it night and day, 24-7, what are the casualties? The other things have to fall by the wayside, I would imagine. So what are they? Yeah, Andrew, you're right. There are casualties. I don't believe in balance, personally. Um, I stick to my diet. I love, I love my lifestyle. I have a fitness-centered lifestyle. So I stick to a very strict diet all the time. Uh, training is a priority over everything in my life. So uh, relationships suffer um, as well as uh, things that you might have done previously that you enjoy doing in your off time. You may not have time for any longer because time is limited. Like we, we said earlier, you have to work and you have to train if you're determined on accomplishing these goals. And so what else, what other things don't fit in, you miss out on. Hmm. All right, well, let, let's jump gears and talk about your first event. Uh, when you first, you had this goal and you're like, okay, I want to do a Spartan race. And you did it, how, you did it, what, like six weeks after you made this decision, you did your first Spartan race? Right. Right, some crazy thing, yeah. probably, when yeah. you look back. So tell us about that. How did it, how did that first race go? I was nervous because I, I'd never run that far before. The race was eight miles. Hmm. The terrain was sand and hills. Um, and I'd never even run eight miles on a street before. Hmm. So. I uh, ran the race, and multiple times during the race, I found myself wanting to quit. Um, I didn't think that that was going to happen. I thought that, you know, I was, I'd been working out, you know, going to the gym, doing the same routine over and over again. I'd be fine. But this was a shocker for me. Um, I, like I said, wanted to quit multiple times. I injured my hands on a rope climb. So you have to climb a rope and tap a bell at the top. And it's midway through a race, so you're already tired. Oh You've already gosh. done multiple obstacles, so your grip strength is, is pretty shot. So I climbed to the top of the rope and had to let go with one hand to reach for a bell and didn't have the strength in the other hand to hold onto the rope. So I slid down the rope and, and injured my fingers. That was about halfway into the race, so I had to finish the rest of the race um, and do obstacles with my hands with, with injured fingers. Um, and that was actually a big changing point for me because I remember – coming down from the rope is interesting. I'm just now thinking about this. I looked at my hands and I thought to myself, I don't know if I can finish this race, but I had no prior experience to draw on, which was probably good because I didn't know what lied ahead. And so I just kept going and I kept accomplishing things and I never stopped. And then after the race, I was extremely sick to my stomach and my hands. I could barely, I wouldn't have been able to tie my shoes or take my shirt off with my hands. The adrenaline had worn off and I had accomplished something that was probably right outside of my abilities, but because I wanted to get it done and I wanted to prove something to myself, it got done. 
Wow. That's I guess crazy. that ignorance is kind of bliss. You didn't exactly. know what laid ahead, so you just kept pushing yourself. Exactly. Wow. Did you get the bell, by the way? I did. You All right. I you did. got it on the way down. <laughs> right. Thank yeah. goodness. So right? I failed two obstacles in my first race. Uh, one's called Twister, which is uh, it's similar to monkey bars, but there's uh, the bars on either side rotate. So as you put your weight on a handlebar, it starts to turn on you. Uh, and the other uh, obstacle that I failed was a, a, called a multi-rig, where you had to swing on some rings across to uh, tap a bell. Hmm. Wow. Sounds yeah. like American Ninja Warrior, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some super obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the main event now. We want to know what it takes to train like an elite athlete. So let's start with the nutritional component, okay? Let's talk about your nutrition. So what is your nutrition like, kind of? what Did it change that much once you began training this hard? And can you kind of take us through maybe a daily routine? Yeah, and I, I did adjust my nutrition to complement my training. So um, previously, I, I had absolutely no control over my diet. I had a, a sweet tooth. I loved to eat uh, greasy food, fried food, desserts. And I worked out, so I just sort of maintained and never accomplished any goals that I had for myself. So the adjustment that I made was I first educated myself on food somewhat. My goal is not to eat some sort of a fad diet that loses weight. I want something sustainable. I want something that, that fits my lifestyle and something that I enjoy. That's what's most important because if you don't enjoy the food that you're eating, if you're just doing it to lose the weight, it's not going to be sustainable and you're going to find yourself in the same position in a few weeks. Right. So in educating myself, I learned that I want to eat food that's minimally processed, organic, and lean. So I've learned to eat lots of organic fruits, vegetables. I eat 100% grass-fed, organic, lean beef, wild-caught fish, uh, and organic chicken. Um, I, I, you know, I like to say sometimes that I stick to a similar to a paleo diet, but uh, I don't like to label my diet. I like mm. to say that I, I eat clean, and I'm very conscious of what I put into my body. I prefer items with minimal ingredients. I always read the back of the nutrition labels of the food that I eat, and I don't look at the nutrition facts. I'm concerned with the ingredients. Hmm. If I don't understand what's in my food and how it got in front of me, then I don't eat it until I do. So then I'll, sometimes hmm. there is a, a healthy ingredient that I don't know what it is. So I'll, I'll research it, and then I'll eat it next time. Hmm. But, but, that's, but being conscious of what you put in your body and the process that it took to get there, I think, is ultimately my goal. How did you go from enjoying fried foods and sweet foods to eating so healthy? I yeah. mean, don't you ever get cravings? And did you lose a lot of weight too? I do. And I do get cravings and I did lose weight. And to be honest with you, it's easy for me now. And the reason why it's easy is because my focus is no longer on being comfortable. It's on being the best Spartan racer in the world. So going back to what I said earlier, I used to have a perspective of I'm trying. So if I set some fitness goals for myself and I fell short, I always had that to fall back on. I tried. I'm, I'm going to the gym. It, it'll happen. I'm trying. But now, being a little bit more accountable and being honest with myself, I'll look back and I'll say, I didn't do what it takes to accomplish these goals. So going back to what you asked, Candice, you know, how do I do this? Well, if my focus and my primary goal is to be the best Spartan racer in the world, when it comes time to eat lunch and I have the option of eating a cheeseburger or have the option of, of eating something healthy that, that I just talked about, I'll ask myself, you know, am I being consistent with my goals right now? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Do I want to do it? And 10 times out of 10, I want to accomplish this goal. And so I make the right decision or I make the decision 
not, not necessarily the right decision because that's different for everybody, but it's a decision that's right for me. I admire your your commitment level. Yeah, right. I, mean, I it, wish I'd be like you know yeah. half as committed to. A, well, that goes back just, to your whole um, being honest with yourself, right? Yeah. One of your commitments, like to yourself. Um, w- with your nutrition, give uh, give us a snapshot of your day. Like for instance, today, what did you have for breakfast today? Sure. So this morning, I started with three hard boiled eggs, which is something I eat every morning. Uh, I have a smoothie with blueberries, raspberries, kale, banana, uh, almond butter, and uh, paleo protein powder. Um, I get you know a lot of energy from the uh, sugar and protein, and then I'm usually out for a workout by 6 a.m. Uh, after my workout, uh, typically I have a protein bar and uh, lunch. By then, I'm usually ready for some chicken and, and some <laughs> vegetables. Usually, so I'll keep lots of frozen vegetables on hand. I think that's a, a misconception that uh, frozen food necessarily isn't as healthy as some of the fresh organic vegetables you see in the store aisles. You can buy organic frozen broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and then meal prep, you know, chicken and 100% grass-fed burgers earlier in the week. And there you have quick, easy lunches to grab right after the gym or midday. Um, I, I referred to my first meal of the day, which is probably around 8 a.m. as lunch, but I eat. <laughs> That's what you meant by lunch? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I eat what? an incredible <laughs> amount. I, I eat throughout the day. So I was going to say, what do you think your calorie amount is that you that you for how much you train that you honestly, put in? Honestly, I probably eat uh, at least 3,500 calories right. a day. Wow. That's, yeah. And, and that's, I think that's, I'm glad you asked because it's important to eat. When right. you're eating healthy and you're eating right, you can listen to your body. You can eat when you're hungry and you can eat until you're full. Um, you know, growing up, you have to, when, when you're not educated on, on what's healthy and, and the right foods to eat, um, if you eat until you're full, oftentimes you're, you're overindulging in things that your body doesn't necessarily need or uh, digest efficiently. All right, so let's. That's some of the nutritional side of things. So, but there's obviously the fitness side and the working outside. So, what do you kind of do as your workout regimen? Do you do you mix it up? Is there a set routine you go into the gym with every day, or how do you train? Yeah, it's, I do mix it up. It's important, first of all, to honor your body um, with with all of your workouts. You can only do so much, and um, <clears throat> for me, my personal commitment in order to be successful, I have to work out as hard or harder than everybody else is trying to accomplish the same goal as me. So with that being said, I have to devote my time and energy very efficiently. So I have a coach. Uh, we work out twice a day. In the morning, we typically do a group-type class, which involves cardio and strength training, um, the hit or Tabata-style training, which would be quick interval, fast, hard training, and then you stop, take a break, get right back to it. Um, and then in the afternoons, I do a lot of long runs or uh, short hill repeat runs where you're just sprinting uphill, catching your breath, and repeating that over and over again. Is that seven days a week? or? I try to work out six days a week. I rotate the muscle groups that are working out. Um, I check in with my body every morning before a workout. If a certain muscle group is not feeling right or feeling tired or hasn't recovered, um, I'll take it easy on that muscle group for the day, and I'll focus on a different group. But... Um, you know, people say rest is important and it's very important, but the misconception is I worked out today. So tomorrow I'm going to lay on the couch. That's not recovery. Rest and recovery are one and the same. And, and you need to be somewhat active in order to recover. You need to have circulation and you need to 
have these muscles being used in order to fully recover and get back to full strength. That's so, why you kind of rotate the muscle groups essentially. Yeah. I was, I'm curious then what does a rest day for you look like? I like to do a lot of re- recovery, different recovery methods. So uh, depending on how I feel, if something is sore, I'll use ice. Sometimes I go to cryotherapy, which uh, if you're not familiar with that, you go in a, a chamber um, and you try to stand there for three minutes while they, they push out a fro- frozen gas. It's really challenging. Um, I actually get really uncomfortable going, so don't, I don't like to go that often because it's hard to stand there for the three minutes. But if you can handle it, it's really refreshing afterwards. I also go to a CVAC therapy, which is a pressurized pod you sit in, and it simulates going up to higher altitudes and dropping you back down. So um, imagine you're sitting in a small pod and your ears are popping, you feel pressure on your head, and all of a sudden it releases. And this is happening over and over again. You sit in it for 20 minutes, and this process is supposed to help increase the amount of oxygen in your blood. It speeds up your recovery time and improves your endurance. Hmm. Wow. So there, you have a lot of really kind of like cutting edge recovery techniques that you're experimenting with then. I do. Okay. Do you, do you f- think, are other elite athletes all doing this as well? Is that why you kind of have to do that? Because that's where, what everyone is doing? Yeah, I, 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 would, I think so. This is something that I've researched before and see that other elite athletes have tried. Hmm. Okay. And you've seen results? You think it actually works? I'm definitely seeing results. I've noticed that I'm recovering faster. I'm also seeing faster times on my runs. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I, I can't say I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess terrifying. you can't be claustrophobic. A lot of no. it has to do in pods, I guess, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. You're in chambers. Um, what was kind of what was kind of the hardest adjustment to make when you changed your fitness routine, when you went from just a guy that was, you know, in shape, working out occasionally to when you're like dedicating yourself to it? What was the hardest part about making that change? For me, it was working out early, early in the morning. Like I said earlier before, uh, if you're over excuses, you have to find time to work out. So that was not something that, that I did before when I wasn't focused on achieving this goal. Most of my workouts happened in the evening after work, or uh, if I just wasn't feeling it, I would skip it. So now with this mindset of going to do it no matter what, uh, getting up early in the morning, getting myself active early in the morning, and then maintaining energy after work to get it done always is uh, has been a bit of a challenge at first. Mm. Do you? So let, I want to talk about setting some goals because obviously goals are important in order to achieve success. So can you talk about like why goals are important to you and how you go about setting a goal for yourself? Yeah, goals are crucial um, to success in that it's it's a way to track your growth. Uh, it's a method of accountability for yourself. So for me, what I recommend is you need to set a goal that's out of reach, something that seems impossible, something that you want to do, but you've always been scared to say it and put it out there and go for it. From there, you need goals that you can accomplish every day. It's almost a step-by-step guide to build you up to accomplish that ultimate goal. And once you have that that daily ritual or goals that you're accomplishing every day, you can then track your growth. You can be honest in your assessments. You can look back at it one month later and say, I'm not any further or I am further. And then you can reassess your, your daily routine. I think that's really important to have short-term goals and long-term. That way you don't give up if you know the long-term goal seems too out of reach. Right. That's the key is, is not to give up to be willing to to change your approach if you have to, but to keep moving forward. 
Right. That's funny that we just did an episode on what to do when you feel like quitting. And our, our master trainer was almost saying those exact same words, even the mm-hmm. moving forward. That's really yeah. funny. Um, so how do you, um, how do you look for that next challenge? What's next for you? What is your next challenge? I'm really looking forward to winter. I, I want to get into some, uh, mountain snow hikes. I've never actually, uh, been in, in snow other than, uh, you know, some, some light snowfall that you get that melts before it hits the ground. Right. But I'm looking forward to getting up at high elevations and, and you know, using a, a ice pick to climb up some mountains and, and getting uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. That sounds like fed. Yeah, that does. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Well, so when we end these podcasts, we usually like to do something called actionable advice where our listeners can kind of take something away from it. And something that stands out to me is that everything stems from this like overwhelming commitment you have to this goal. Like everything falls in line with that. But can you share a few things that listeners can take away with them on kind of what it takes to train like an elite athlete? Yeah, my my recommendation is to first be very specific with what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, Once you have an idea of what you're trying to accomplish, find a role model. Okay, look for others who have been successful in what you're trying to accomplish. Figure out what it is that they're doing. How do they act? How do they think? What makes them successful what they accomplish? From there, you can set some goals that, that let you be this person, act like this person, think like this person on a daily basis, and before long, you'll notice that you're becoming the person that, that you wanted to be. Hmm. So finding a role model. And really. changing your mindset. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like change your mindset yeah. and you change your life. Yes. All right, great. Well, thank you, Matt, for coming on the show and telling our listeners how they can take their training to the next level. We appreciate it. Thank you for your time, Andrew and Candice. All right, we also want to remind our listeners out there that they can take their conversation with us to the next level by reaching out to us on any of our social media channels using the hashtag livinghealthypodcast or... You can also email us at blog at lafitness.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed this glimpse into what it takes to train at the highest level. We're back in two weeks with another episode. This time, we're going to be diving into the world of high-intensity interval training with master trainer Jeff Fox. Don't forget to rate and subscribe us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to us right now, and we will see you in two weeks.